Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. All right. Well, let's get into the Word tonight. Ephesians chapter 6, where we left off last week. And I want to start with verse 10. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. And you know I like surveys and stuff, so who in here is in pastor's spiritual warfare class right now? Man, there's been a wave of people. So you got in, mija. Excellent. Good, good, good. Been a wave of folks joining the classes. Good, Paul. That is excellent. Very, very good. Um, so much more than just a spiritual warfare class. That is dealt with in depth, but it's also a discipleship class and just growing in God class. So verse 10. A final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Somebody say mighty power. Hmm. This is important more than ever. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. And how many of you know the enemy has lots of strategies? This, this humbled me growing up when a man of God told me this. He said, you know what? Way better people than me and you have been fooled by the devil. One guy told me one time. He said, way better folks than us have messed up and given in to temptation. I said, man, I just really need to stand, and I need to trust God to help me stand. Put on all of God's armor. Let me read that verse again. Put on all of God's armor so that you'll be able to stand firm. Once again, someone say firm. Firm against all strategies of the devil. Next verse. We went over this last week, but let's hit it again. For we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. Right? But against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Now, once again, let me just say this while we're on the subject of spiritual beings, right? No such thing as a neutral ghost. Are y'all with me? I remember one time, I was in eighth grade, I remember a guy telling me, man, our house is haunted. His name was Pete. He said, bro, our house is haunted. I don't want to freak out anybody. I won't tell you everything he told me. I was like this. I had hair back then, so it was standing up. I was like, oh, what? What? No, what? And this guy was not known to be a liar. He's like, yeah, bro, this is what's going on. But he said, I know it's not an evil ghost because it's white. I'm like, clear white, like all white or gray? What? Come on, man. What? What are you basing that on? Right? He's Casper, the friendly ghost. You've seen the Geico commercial? No, no, listen. If there is something hanging around, it's not doing stuff at a house and messing with stuff, it's not an angel and it's not a ghost. It's a demon spirit and you have the power to cast in things out. All right? It's that simple. I love what scripture says, and Pastor brought this up recently. I love what the scripture says. Jesus said, among those born of women, there hadn't been one greater than John the Baptist, right? You remember this? But then he transitioned and says, but now the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than John the Baptist. See, John the Baptist, he died physically before he had the, he, before he had the amazing privilege that we have had to accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. He believed. He was a man of God. He went to heaven, but that was pre-salvation in the way we've experienced it. So, Jesus said, man, there's, there hadn't been a prophet greater than John the Baptist, but the least, the most brand new baby Christian in the kingdom of God is greater. Why? 
We have the authority of the name of Jesus. All right? John the Baptist, there's no record of him casting out demons in the name of Jesus, right? But we have that authority. That's powerful. I remember years ago, um, I won't say who it was, very faithful members of this church. There was a couple of them, and I guess they got a call in the office, and I was in and out of the office, and it's been about 15 years ago. And someone said, hey, man, there's someone at the house. you got to come cast the devil out of them. I don't even know who they were. If they found us in the, you know, back then people looked in the phone book. Remember those days? Maybe they found us in the yellow pages. And they called and said, man, we need help. And there's some staff here. And I guess they got the call and they told Pastor. They said, Pastor, you need to, someone needs, they, you need got to go cast out a demon, man. And Pastor's like, I'm not going. Y'all go. Y'all been saved a long time. Go cast the devil out. So I happened to walk through there. And then they, they were like, Pastor, can Matt go with us? I was like, go where? They said, man, someone, we've got to cast a demon out of someone. I said, oh, my gosh, really? Okay. So I brought this up at Bible study last night. Isaac's smiling big. So I said, okay, yeah, I'm down. Let's go, man. So we, and we were about to leave, and one of the folks said, Pastor, I can't. I'm not prayed up. He said, what do you mean prayed up? You should be praying all the time. He said, but he said, it's an authority thing. It's not how much you prayed today or yesterday. It's an authority thing. It's the name of Jesus. It's not you. Okay, yeah, but can Matt still go? So we went. So there were three of us and went to that house, man. And I say she, but no, it wasn't her. But she hated me as soon as we walked in. <laughs> she was growling and all kinds of stuff. We cast the devil out. It was great. Later on, she went to the staff member's house, and they said she looked like a different human. Crazy. Say, oh, man, that's great. It's the authority of the name of Jesus. I, when you know that you know, I said, man, it, it ain't me. It ain't my power. It ain't my looks. It sure ain't my hair. My strength ain't, ain't my hair like Samson, someone told me one time. They said, Pastor Matt, don't worry about hair. Your strength is not in your hair like Samson. I said, thank God. We went in with the authority in the name of Jesus, and we cast the demon out. No, not a ghost. And that house was creepy, man. One of the rooms was like 10 or 15 degrees colder than the rest of the rooms in the house. Yeah, that's weird. Tell you that, man, this is weird. It's what happened. So it's just bizarre. But I'm going to tell you right now, look, we have authority. Someone say, I have authority. I know. And, it, you know, scary movies freak people out because they'll have someone in there, uh, somebody, some Catholic priest or somebody, and they can't get the demon out, and they're trying to beat the person over the head with a cross and stuff. They, come on, man. Throwing water on them, holy water. That's not scriptural. Scripture says, and in, in, in my name, Jesus said, in my name they will cast out demons. Okay? So don't be nervous and don't worry. You've got power. It's not in your name. It's in the name of Jesus. Scripture said he is the name that has been named above every name. Right? So don't you worry about that. God's hand is on you and no weapon formed against you shall prosper. We're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, once again, but against evil rulers, authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. But you have authority. Let's go on to the next verse. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor. How many of you would go to a battle and say, man, nah, uh, not me. I'm just going to wear my, my helmet. I'm going to wear my helmet, and I'm really good at hand-to-hand -hand combat, so I hope the enemy gets in close so I can throw some, some UFC elbows. No, listen, if you're going to wear armor, you want to wear all of it. Are you with me? You don't wear part of it. Um, by the way, 
by the way, Ms. Debbie and Frank, happy Veterans Day. God bless y'all. Thank you for your service. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. I guarantee they didn't go into battle or whatever they were doing just partially clothed. They were, they were ready to go. Do we have any other veterans in the house? That's, oh, both of you. I didn't know that, sis. Anybody else? Happy Veterans Day to you two. God bless y'all. Thank you for your service, man. Man, veterans are my heroes. I just love you guys. That's amazing. But I know, I know when y'all went to where you needed to go, you didn't show up, and the drill sergeant said, oh, no, it's okay. You got your helmet on. Do you have your weapon? Y'all know how drill sergeants are. No, it's fine. No, it is cool, man. And your weapon's not loaded or cleaned? That's fine. Just beat the enemy over the head with your rifle. Your M whatever those are. Was it an M16? Just, they're really light and strong. Just beat the enemy over the head. No, you go in fully armed. And this is interesting because the Apostle Paul is describing the armor in terms of that historical era. And that who was the ruling power at that time? It was Rome. And if you've studied history, Rome, when they went to battle, you've seen some movies and stuff, a lot of that's based on history written by Cicero and different surviving Roman documents and what we and drawings and different uh, his, uh, archaeological things that have been unearthed. But the Roman Empire, we know this for sure, when they went to war, they crushed people. They crushed people. And their soldiers were well-armed. All right? We'll get into more of that, but this is, this is a powerful thing. Put on every piece of God's armor so you'll be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. That's good, huh? I know sometimes we've been in a battle, and we may have not been standing firm, but we're standing, huh? You were a little dizzy, but you had your feet planted, and you said, okay, Lord, help me be firm. <laughs> I feel like I just got drug in here, right? Stand your ground. I love this. Putting on the what? The belt of truth. The belt of truth is listed first there, I believe, because the way the Roman armor was, the belt held everything up, right? So truth holds everything up, doesn't it? In your Christian walk, I've talked to you about this for years now, months and years You've got to learn to fall in love with truth because truth is everything. Now more than ever, you cannot go to the news media for truth. God's doing something. You say, no, what about Fox News? Not them either. Brother, sister, no, don't do it. No, I know. I'm going to go to Twitter. You better look in. I think they have other little programs now, something called Par Parler or Parler or something. I don't know. But you ain't going to find truth on Twitter or Facebook. I mean, and all that's entertaining. Praise God. Instagram, no. Uh-uh. You need to find truth in God's Word. And why? Truth holds everything up. Right? Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the light. So putting on the belt of truth. Somebody say the belt of truth. I know y'all are learning these in the spiritual warfare class. Put on the belt of truth. And I love this. The body armor of God's righteousness. One translation says the breastplate. Did you ever see the Roman movies, uh, Gladiator, whatever? They have this cool-looking breastplate. It even had muscles on it, huh? I remember being a kid going, Mom, I want one of those. I want that breastplate for muscles, and then I want those water muscles for my arms. I, I remember when I was a little boy, I'd have them put them water muscles on me, and I'd put my, try to stretch my shirt over them, right? I was ready for battle breastplate of righteousness or the body armor of righteousness why is righteousness so important because you know no matter what you are right with god 
It protects your soul. It protects the inner you to know I am right with God no matter what. I messed up. I need to apologize to someone. I need to repent to the Lord. But you, you do not any longer practice sin. You're believers. Somebody say we're believers. Uh-huh. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So you're right with him by faith. Okay? For shoes, I like this. For shoes, put on, and I like shoes. How many of y'all like shoes? I like shoes. Yeah, yeah, I like shoes. I like different colored shoes. It's like, it, I don't know, man. I love it when I, I'll see someone go, nice shoes, man. I always notice shoes. Well, those are cool shoes. Because I remember when I had to wear pro wings. Does anybody remember pro wings? Man, those plastic things, they would stink. Those shoes couldn't breathe. And I need to have a talk with Air Jordan and, and Nike and all these. They're making plastic shoes again. I'm like, what? A hundred and what? Fur on them and plastic. Come on, man. Go back to leather. There's a lot of cows out there. They get old and pass away. Use them for leather. For shoes, though, look at this. Put on the piece that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. One translation says, feet covered with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So a little different nuance there, okay? Put on the peace that comes, um, that comes from the good news so that you'll be fully prepared. Did you know in the Old Testament it said, blessed are the feet of those who carry the good news. So old always confirms the new. New always confirms the old. Put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you'll be fully prepared. Remember, that's number five in what we do as believers. Share your faith. He said, man, I don't know how to share my faith. Tell someone what God's done for you. Invite them to church. Many people, they set you up. They go, man, I don't know. I don't know if I can make it anymore. Do you have any answers? That's a layup right there. That's a, that's a wide open pass for you to go. Actually, I don't have the answers, but God does in his word. Or I know the answer, right? I remember one Christian artist back in the day, he said, man, when we used to know the answer in school, we would raise our hand. So, man, you know Jesus, so you do. You have answers in God. All right? Fully prepared. Let's go on to the next verse. In addition to all of these, this is a good one. Hold up the shield of faith. Now, in the Greek, that shield is not a little wimpy shield. You ever seen movies where the guy, he looks really cool and fashionable? He's a gladiator or something? He has a shield like this? That barely blocks a sword strike, but you've got to aim really well. And if they miss your shield, they took your head off, right? The shield the Apostle Paul is talking about, watch, check out the Roman movies. I'm telling you, archaeology proves this. Not that everything in movies is true, but a lot of this is backed up historically. Remember in the movies, the Roman shields, they're like this tall. They look like a door. There was something that the Romans would do in formation. They called it the tortuga, the turtle. And that meant when they formed up and they put their shields up, they would cover the front, they'd cover the back, and you couldn't stop them, dudes. They would get in formation and move and plow through the enemy like the SWAT team, right? Or like riot control. They would plow through. Why? How? The shield was big. It blocked all kinds of stuff from different angles. And then, folks, they would block each other on the sides. It's like they would turn into a tank. There were shields up here, shields here, shields on the side. Check it out, one of those movies. That's the shield the Apostle Paul is talking about. Not a little... N n Dad used to make jokes. He said, man, some believers, though, they have, their shield of faith is about this big. I hope they're aiming for my shield, man, because if it misses me, I'm, 
It misses. I'm, I'm in trouble. No, the shield of faith, it's like a door, man. You can hide behind that thing. The shield of faith is to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. You get a weird thought, either from you or from the enemy, from the old you. You know, you're like, oh, man, I don't know if I can make it. No, you say, I'm more than a conqueror. Say, man, I, I don't know. I think this, man, we may have to fold. No, uh-uh. no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I don't know. I'm going through a battle. I, this feels like the valley of the shadow of death. Uh-huh. I will fear no evil because his rod and his staff, they comfort me. You can say, man, someone speaks a lie. You just speak the word. The word is always truth, and that's your big shield, okay? That protects all the armor there. Protects you and the armor. All right, let's go on to the next. Now, put on salvation as your helmet. Read this for many years in the Prayers That Avail Much. I don't know if y'all are uh, familiar with the Prayers That Avail Much books. If you're, if you're not, get with me later or ask somebody who knows about this. Prayers That Avail Much, they're written by Jermaine Copeland years ago, and it's all word-based prayers. And in there it talks about the helmet of salvation holding the thoughts and intentions of God's heart. That's what you need to hold in your head, right? Helmet of salvation protects you. It protects your mind. You say, man, no, I'm, no matter what, I'm saved, and God's purpose is my purpose. All right? Helmet of salvation. What, those that are veterans, what do they call that, that, that the helmet that they wear? It, do they call it the, the pot or the, the what? They're Kevlar now, the helmets? So they're lighter. Okay. I don't think they had Kevlar helmets when my dad went to Vietnam. Those things were like cauldrons, big Big old pots. But they wore the helmets everywhere. They wore the... When you're in wartime, what do you do? Say, well, no. It's, well, I'm going to take a bathroom break. Let me take my helmet off. Mm -mm. Anybody ever see the movie? What was it? It was the, the frontal assault there on the beach at Normandy. Uh, Saving Private Ryan. A guy's helmet gets hit, and he goes, oh, man. He takes it off and looks at it, and then he gets blown away. You don't take your helmet off. So I'm going to take a bathroom break. The enemy will understand. No, you take your helmet to the bathroom. You take it everywhere. If you have to, you sleep in your helmet. Why? You've got to protect that noggin, don't you? In the same way, the helmet of salvation protects your mind. It's important. The battlefield is in the mind. That's where all your battles are, huh? Thoughts. Put on salvation as your helmet. And I love this. Take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Let's stop there for a moment. I remember growing up, well-meaning Christians would do this. Oh, man, I got my sword. And once again, in those, those horror movies, they're throwing a Bible at people and stuff. That's not how it works. This written word is logos in the Greek. Logos. Everybody say logos. You can remember that. Logos. It is the written word. This right here, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, Right here, I looked, looked at it in the Greek today just to confirm. That is the rhema word of God. Rhema word is the spoken word that has become a revelation to you. And man, I know church talk. I know churchese. I speak church, church talk fluently, man. People were like, I got my sword. I'm all, bro, that's the Bible. That's the word. That's powerful. But in here, it's powerless if you don't learn it and speak it. Right? I think I saw a Christian movie one time where somebody was going to get stabbed and a dude threw the, I think it was Randy Travis. I think the movie was called The Visitation. He threw his Bible across the room and blocked a knife strike. 
I mean, that's cool, I guess. But really, you've got the power is in the word. All right, the rhema word. You've got to be able to speak the word. That's the sword of the spirit. All right? Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. That's excellent. Now, what's next? This is powerful. Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. You may say, man, praying in the spirit, what does that mean? According to scripture, praying in the spirit is praying in a heavenly language, praying in tongues. So if you've received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you pray in the Spirit at all times. Now, you say, man, I haven't received the baptism of the Holy Spirit yet. Does that mean I don't pray at all times? No. Scripture explains Scripture. Another one of the epistles that Paul wrote says, pray without ceasing. However you're praying, pray all the time. Praise Him, thank Him, pray in the Spirit, take petitions to Him, thank Him, just give Him the honor, uh, make requests, just always be praying all the time. Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. That's interesting. Stay alert and be persistent. What does persistent mean? Well, keep at it. Keep at it. Don't be like me. Remember my story about I went to go take piano lessons when I was five or six? I showed up. My teacher said, uh, we're going to do some exercises today. I said, I really, I don't have time for this. I need to know how to play the piano right now. She said, that's not how it works. I said, see you later. That's not being persistent. Persistence is, I'm here again. I'm here again. I'm here again. One man of God, a few years back, he comes to this ministry. He told a guy, and I love this. He told a guy, he said, he said, how do you win the battle if you don't even show up? Because the guy was battling to even come to church. And, and he said, you got to show up. Be there, right? Be there. Stay alert. Be persistent. Persistent is being consistent. Persistent is steadily at it. Steadily at it. Steadily at it. Oh, those of you that work, you got a job or whatever you got, part of the, your greatest attribute for being a good worker is what? You're there, huh? You're there every day unless you've called in or unless you're going through something. But when you can, you are there, right? You are there. You are there. You are there. Be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Be there with God. Be there. Be there seeking God every day. Let's keep going. And look at the Apostle Paul's humility here. This guy had seen visions. He'd seen Jesus. God was breaking down the word to him. He had revelations of Scripture. And he said, and pray for me too. Ask God to give me the right words so I can boldly explain God's mysterious plan that the good news is for everybody, Jews and Gentiles alike. That's powerful. So I can boldly explain God's mysterious plan that the good news is for Jews and Gentiles alike. I was, before I came up here to preach Sunday morning, um, talked to an old friend. He really loves God. He just has an amazing calling on his life. And uh, I asked him to pray for me. I said, go ahead and pray. What, why don't you pray for me? Man, he did it, and it was powerful. I felt God's presence. He told me later, man, it's crazy you asked me to pray for you. I'm like, why? Man, why? I need the prayer, too. We're praying for every. We're praying for each other. We're a team, aren't we? Someone say, we're a team. I can't do it without y'all. Y'all can't do it without me. We're on the same team. Look at what the Apostle Paul says. I am in chains now, 
still preaching this message as God's ambassador. An ambassador is a representative. He said, so pray that I will keep on, he says it again in a different way, pray that I will keep on speaking boldly for him as I should. And then he goes on into some other stuff. This is interesting because you just see the personal realm here as well, as, uh, alongside the spiritual. He says, to bring you up to date, Tychicus, if any of y'all name your kid that, I'm not even going to pronounce it. I'm going to call him T. To bring you up to date, Tychicus, man, say that real fast ten times, right? We'll give you a full report about what I'm doing and how I'm getting along. Look at this faithful guy here, this faithful messenger. He is a beloved brother and faithful helper in the what? In the Lord's work. That's good stuff. I have sent him to you. Why? For this very purpose. To let you know how we are doing and to encourage you. Did you know my job, one of the chief jobs that I have as a pastor is to encourage you? I need encouragement too sometimes, but did you know that's my chief job? I, I really think that that is, that is a large part of the top things that I do for folks is, hey, it's going to be all right. We're going to make it. No matter how it looks, no, how, no matter how it smells, no matter how it feels, you're going to make it. You got to tell kids that on a road trip too, right? When they get in the car, they're all, oh, it smells weird. When are we going to get there? It's all right. We're going to make it. Go to sleep. We're going to get through it, right? But don't sleep the whole trip. Got to take breaks, but you got to keep going. Got to keep going. It's going to be all right. The word, Scripture is for rebuking, correcting, reproving. It's also for encouraging and exhorting, telling people, hey, here's what God's word says. So he said this. Once again, I've sent him to you for this very purpose. To let you know how we're doing and to encourage you, to lift you up, edify you, build you up, say, come on, man, God is with you. Verse 23. This is a powerful phrase. Peace be with you, dear brothers and sisters. And may God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you love with what? Faithfulness. Notice how love and faithfulness go together. Love with faithfulness. That's really good. Say, man, hey, you know, baby, I love you, but I'm going to be unfaithful to you. No, it don't work that way. Love and faithfulness. Can you imagine if me as a pastor, I'm like, man, I love you guys, but I'm trying to find another job right now. That would throw people off, huh? I've been sending out my resume to different churches. No, uh-uh. My heart is here. My heart is here. I've been, try I've been trying to check in. I love you all. We're family, but I'm trying to check into another family. No, my heart is here. All right? Love and faithfulness. Love with faithfulness. So somebody say love with faithfulness. There you go. And verse 24, may God's grace be eternally upon all who love our Lord Jesus Christ. And here's a reminder about what grace is. Grace is God's empowerment to live and do and act right. But it's also God's undeserved favor. All right? So grace is twofold there. Now I just want to, we finished the book of Ephesians. Let's give the Lord a clap offering for that. We finished the book of Ephesians. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. That is great. But I just want to say something, and, and this, this goes without saying really, but I think we need to say it just to confirm this. People need to hear this. No matter who someone is, even if it was me, if I'm contradicting God's word or encouraging people to get in sin, then you need to go back to the word. Don't listen to what folks are saying. You listen to God's word. 
There's different doctrines going around right now, and it's nothing new, but it's amazing to me. Heads of different denominations, let me say heads of different religions saying, no, it's okay for a man and a, you know, for, it's okay for same-sex marriages. That's not what Scripture says. They say, oh, no, you're speaking hate. No, I'm speaking love. I love people no matter what lifestyle they've chosen. I love people. God loves people. God loves everybody. He loves, for God so loved the world. But I'm going to tell you right now, it doesn't mean that I'm going to stop speaking truth. Don't you ever be deceived or intimidated when people go, oh, man, you just don't, man, you're, you hate people. Oh, no, 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 you just don't want to hear the truth. You don't want to hear about the cross because that's what it really comes down to. It's all a big distraction. People go, oh, no, man, he's a hater. He's speaking hate speech. Don't do that. You know why I'm saying this right now? In Scotland right now, they're this close to outlawing the Bible in Scotland. Look into it. Isaac sent me a text. I'll be honest with you. Isaac sent it to me. I was like, man, I hope Isaac didn't get fake news. No, but it's a trip. You look into it, and people are concerned over there. They've been, they've been in months long of, I guess, a multiple months long battle over there, and they say, man, they may abolish newspapers that say stuff people, people don't want to hear, and they may outlaw the Bible. They're really talking about it. There's some laws that are being passed. Can you imagine? Oh, it's hate speech. No, you just don't want to talk about sin. You just don't want to believe in hell. You, you're really mad at God. See, people get mad at you, but they're mad at God's word. And you say, man, I don't know how to answer people. And folks have gotten tricked, man. Even great men and women of God have been, have been um, interviewed by Oprah and different people, and they'd ask them an easy question, and they were trying to dance around the issue. No, you just say, you, this is the answer. Someone says, do you believe there's only one way to heaven? Yes, because I believe the Bible. Put it on God. Oh, man, you're a, you're a, no, hey, I love you, man. We're good. I'm, I'm not mad at you for your lifestyle. That's between you and God, but here's what the truth says. And, and you know what? Don't, don't ever fall into that. People are saying that now. I've been here. That is one of the oldest tricks in the book. Oh, no, well, there are different, you know, ways to get into heaven. Not according to Scripture. Scripture has never been proven wrong. Not in thousands of years. Not since it, its advent. So if someone corners you, oh, are you, are, you, are you against gays? I'm not against anybody, but here's what the Word says. I love people, but here's what the Word says, and my convictions line up with the Word. Really, take the pressure off yourself. Don't let people back you in the corner. Say, I believe the Bible. Over the years, I've heard Mike Huckabee talk, and he's so simple about this. He's, he's been a politician before, and he's a, um, he was a pastor, man of God. He was a former governor of Arkansas, but he... That's his answer, and I love it. He tells people, well, I believe what the Bible says. Here's what the Bible says, and I just believe it. I didn't write it. You know, I just believe it. It's real simple. So always go back to the Word. Are you all with me? All right. Love you guys very much. Let's pray tonight. Heavenly Father, we give you glory. I thank you, Lord, that you're giving us the spirit of truth and grace. The Holy Spirit is already here, but, Lord, we receive everything he wants to do in our lives, whether it's the baptism of the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues. Lord God, it's just truth in different areas. We know that G Jesus sent the Holy Spirit. The Father sent the Son, and the Son sent the Holy Spirit. Lord, so that we could be led and guided into all truth. We believe you tonight. We believe your word. And Lord, with your help, we're not going to stumble. We're going to take heed, though, like Scripture says. We're going to take heed so we don't fall, but we're going to stand strong. Having done all to stand, we will stand. And when the battle's done, we'll still be standing. Firmly, God, because we base our lives 
on the rock of our salvation, the rock which is Jesus, who is the Word of God, the Word made flesh. The storm and the winds and the rain come, but our house stands steady and firm and persistent and strong and unmoved and immovable on the rock of Christ Jesus. Is there anybody in this house who says, Pastor Matt, I just need to, I need to tell the Lord I'm sorry for something. If, if that's you tonight and you, you need to do that, I'm going to pray with you right now. You say, man, I need to tell the Lord I'm sorry. I need to make sure I'm right with God. Is that anybody in the house? If not, that's great. That's great news. All right. And here I continue my prayer. Lord, with your people tonight is truth and grace and hope and love and faith. The fruit of the Spirit, God. Lord, that we would live out our example. Lord, that we would, in the terms of those who came many years before me, Lord, that we would practice what we preach. Even when we mess up, Lord, we won't make excuses. We will say, no, Lord, help me. We'll apologize to people. We'll apologize to you. But, Lord, we will say, no, on Christ the rock I stand. Everything else is sinking sand. In Christ the rock I stand. Lord, give us a firm footing and foundation on your word. And we give you glory tonight, Lord. Speak to us. Help us to apply the word that was spoken tonight. Help us to apply the word that was read tonight, Lord. Thank you for guiding us through the book of Ephesians. We love you. We trust you. We believe you. We can't make it without you. I break every attack of the enemy over everyone in this house. And Lord, truth be told, we just say it again. We acknowledge our dependence upon you. We can't make it without you. We trust you. We believe you. We thank you. In Jesus' name.